0: Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the In the Numbers podcast. Now, I know some of you are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I thought this was the real steamy podcast. We have changed our name, and we are back and better than ever as the In the Numbers podcast, it not only represents the STEM and STEAM work that we do here at the East Metro STEAM partnership, but also uh, ties it in to what the young folks call the East Metro Region or East Multnomah County. A lot of folks call it the numbers and our podcast is all about being in the numbers. So thank you all for being with us today, being with us from when we were the real steamy and then now that we are in the numbers. So we are excited to be here today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have uh doctor, if I may call you doctor, uh, Dr. Deborah Seid, uh the PDX Bridge Coordinator at Mount Hood Community College. Let's all give her a big round of applause as she comes in. Dr. Seidt, thank you for being with us today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to share information about the the program and what we do at Mount Hood.
0: Yes, because, you know, a lot of people, I know you introduced yourself to me originally as, as Deborah Seid, but I, there's, if somebody has a doctorate, I got to call them doctor. That's just, uh, that, <laughs> that's just how we get down out here, uh, in, 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 in the numbers. So, uh, and right. you, you have done some, some great things in your, uh, career. You're a former, uh, uh, director of the Child Development Center. Uh, you were the dean of, of, of teaching and learning at the Community College. Uh, don't figure that is where I got my first teaching opportunity was at the wow. Community College. Really? Um, yes, I've worked with, uh, you remember uh, Rita Blaisdell? Yes, I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I've worked with Rita and Rich McDonald. Uh, I worked with them in their area when I was working on my master's at uh, Willamette University. They gave me okay. my, my first internship uh, and that gave me the opportunity to actually engage in teaching. Uh, after I did some work in the HR area, did some stuff for the CFO, I got to do some projects over in the on the teaching side and that's when I first really learned about uh, uh, teaching in college and, and how the community college really Really impacts the community, and that's where I first got my taste of, of college teaching. And you know, here it is over fifteen years later, and you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still spending time uh, adjuncting and, and, and teaching at a variety of colleges. So my time there at Chemeketa was uh, was was highly impactful. Uh, you you were the oh. dean of interim dean of math and science.
1: Mm-hmm. And, now and now
0: you are the PDX bridge coordinator. I mean, you just, you just do it all.
1: <laughs> well, um, at one time I, I've tried to retry, retire twice, but, um, that didn't go so well. I wanted to get, <laughs> stay engaged. Um, and, um, I could really see that this was a, a great area to be in. Um, yeah, I've been in education, uh, pretty much all of my career and, we um, have been involved in community colleges for oh at least 15 years. Um, yeah, I got my, uh, my doctorate at OSU in educational leadership with a focus on community colleges. So um, I think yeah, uh, you know, the- Oregon
0: State University, a fine institution of higher learning,
1: fine, right,
0: yeah. fine institution of higher learning. I can't say enough great things about uh, what they're doing there at Oregon State University. Boy, I tell you. Now, oh, I'm good. not saying yeah. that because I'm an alumni of Oregon State, and I'm fully <laughs> saying that in an unbiased uh, capacity, and not in mm-hmm. my capacity as an alumni of of the of, of the college right. at all. Yeah. Uh, but yes, and we will at some point talk about uh, how you did make a great decision by going to Oregon State, and maybe a questionable decision by uh, by spending some time at school in the south. Uh, uh down there at University of Oregon, <laughs> but we'll right. we'll we'll talk about that at another at a at, a, at, a, at another point. Uh, but no, we, okay. we we love them at USC U of O, and uh, you have a master of science reporting. I'm just going through all your your stuff because it's just it's just amazing. But we'll we'll get back to some of that stuff about your your personal journey and how some of that has gone. But you're you're really here to talk about the really cool PDX Bridge program. And I don't think a lot of people really know about this program and what opportunities there there are for folks in this. And uh, you talk a little bit about um, about PDX Bridge and 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 how it helps folks, and we can kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So um, PDX Bridge is one of uh, a number of student support programs at Mount Hood. Um, that are are very solid and and really support students in the in the service district for the college um, but this particular program has a specific focus uh, as to the time period when it supports students and the groups of students that it that it seeks to serve um, and so it sets it a little bit apart and i think it's for me, it's particularly a relevant program right now, uh, given all the, the pandemic and the effect of the pandemic on the workforce and schooling and just everybody's lives. But um, the period that this program covers is uh, the, when uh, youth are within a year of er- earning their high school diploma or GED. Or have recently completed some sort of high school credential all the way up to the period uh, when they're finishing their first year of college. So it's really uh, a transition program, a period that helps young people during that transition period. And um, this is a, we focus in this program on this period because. Um, that next step from high school or GED and whatever comes next can be sometimes really complicated, sometimes really confusing, and sometimes overwhelming. Um, and so the program's goal is to really help youth in that transition uh, period from high school to college and a career. Um the other special part that I uh, remarked on was the target audience. Um, the audience for this program is um, is our people who come, young people who come from either a foster care background, a background of housing insecurity, uh, one of juvenile justice, uh, maybe first generation, or maybe low income or many of these categories. So we're seeking to serve groups that, and young people who have um, had particular challenges uh, at this point in their lives and could really use some assistance going forward. So um, that those are the, both the periods that we're covering and the target audience. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is what's offered. Um yes, what is offered don't. okay <laughs> what's offered <laughs> through this program is both um both academic assistance and financial assistance and what those two look like um, are like this the academic assistance is helping students get enrolled connected to classes make a plan Think about um, what they want to do um, and um, also provide some mentorship while they're in school for those first few, that first year. Um, The educate, the uh, financial assistance uh, is covers both living expenses and education expenses. So as students enter this program, they can get Assistance with paying their tuition, or uh, paying for books, uh, paying for a laptop. They can also get a, a assistance for uh, paying their rent or paying utilities bills, uh, things like that. So the idea is to really provide that extra support that they may need, that is preventing them from from taking classes from trying to go to school and live at the same time. Um, So uh, besides the academic assistance of of just coaching, we also offer an orientation to the college and then two courses for students to take. And the courses are a college success class. So uh, during the college success class, they learn about Planning, uh, planning their courses, planning their finances, and things like that. And then the second course is a Writing 90 class, and a Writing 90 class is a pretty fundamental, <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty fundamental class for any college student, so they can be successful throughout their college career. Um, So that these, uh, in other words, the academic support is there and the financial support is there. And this program uh, integrates and collaborates with other programs at the college. So the student and the young person can get kind of a full range of support um, throughout um, their efforts to move toward college and career. And it's free.
0: Man, um, that is fantastic. Yeah. Let's let's hold it right there because I want to come back and and, and talk sure. about some more because this is this is fantastic. Like I, I definitely more people have to know about this, which I'm glad that uh, you are here with me today talking about this. Uh, but we got to do a quick uh, sponsor read here, really quick. Uh, just sure. want everyone to know that today's episode of In the Numbers podcast is sponsored by STEM Oregon. We are less than, we are two weeks away, everyone, from STEM Week Oregon coming out. We are so close. STEM Week Oregon is May 8th through May 16th of 2021. This is the seventh annual STEM Week Oregon, which is a statewide movement to raise awareness celebrate, and engage activities that involve science, technology, engineering, art, and math. This year, STEM Week Oregon is thrilled to partner with Remake Learning Days across America for the first time. Go to the website, STEMOregon.org slash STEM Week 2021, and you can see a lot of information about STEM Week. You can see the theme, which is desire, design, invent, inspire, as well as you can see the, uh, the opportunities for many grants for those who are hosting events, the opportunity to add your event, and an opportunity to see all the various daily challenges for 2021. Those include Make It Monday, Take Apart Tuesday, What Are You Wondering About Wednesday, and more. Remember that website for STEM Week Oregon. That is STEMOregon.org slash stem week 2021 now back back to you doctor site i this is incredible and Great. i i i definitely am excited about this i think about when i was growing up
1: mm-hmm. and
0: one of the things for me as a as a as a young uh, lad over at at gresham high school was at the end of my junior year my mother passed away uh from oh. sickle cell anemia. And uh I ended up uh you know graduating the next year and then going off to college. Uh mm-hmm. but when I think about what supports that I would have, have needed, I was lucky that, you know, I had some other family members, my aunt and my uncle who stepped in and, and helped with some with a lot of stuff. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, as I was transitioning that process, but there are so many students who are housing insecure, who might be, uh, uh, you know, in foster care, as you talked about before, who might be wards of the state, who might be uh, orphaned, as I was at at that particular time. And Mm -hmm. and so many times, once they hit 18 or they, you know, quote unquote, age out of the system, that uh, there's not a lot of support for them on the other right. end, we say just go to college and then right. we, we send them there and drop them off and think that that's supposed to be the, the end all be all. Maybe they don't know what they want to do. They're just, you know, they're just happy to graduate from high school. And now people tell mm-hmm. them they have to go to this college thing, but they don't know how to navigate the pieces. They don't know what, uh uh you know, what it means to go through the academic advising process or,
1: that's you know, right. or.
0: You know, right. they're worried about getting something to eat. They're worried about where they're going to live because now their foster family is kicking them out because they don't get that check every month for them um, right. and stuff like that. So uh the fact that, that this program is is up and addressing some of those other things so that students uh, can just go to school, which is, uh, if people don't realize how much of a, a privilege that is just to be mm-hmm. able to go to school and not have to worry about where you're going to live or what are you gonna eat, um, you know, are or what classes you have to take. You can actually be a student. Like that's I mean, to me that's just incredible. And 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 can you talk just a little bit about how uh how impactful that's been for 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 people who are starting to go through this program to be able to uh not have to worry about some of those things while they're in it.
1: Oh yes. Um and and that's one of the one of the reasons before I talk about some examples, that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to uh connect with your listeners because they uh it's making people aware of this program that is is our first task right now. It's just kind of up and running at Mount Hood uh fairly recently. And um so we know they're there are young people out there who could really uh, use this to help them put together what they want to do and the next step in their lives. And uh, the resources are out there. So um, we need those connections and we need the your listeners to help make those connect, connections with us so we can uh, reach them and, and uh, help them get started. But, um, but yeah, but I've, before,
0: I've, before you go to that part, so anybody who's listening to this, you're working with any uh, any students or potential students that are that are 16 to 24, that that may be low income, first generation, uh, uh, that, right. that that may be uh, wards of the court. Uh, I don't know if they still use that term. They did when, when when I was younger, if they're in foster care, anything like like that, you need mm-hmm. to be referring them to the PDX Bridge program. Uh, is there is there a site at the college. Uh, can sure. they just Google uh they that is there a site see. that they can
1: go on? Uh there's a uh, we don't have a, a big picture website yet, but they can uh there is an email address uh that if they I can give you and I can send them a flyer. Um so it's either all uh PDX bridge all lowercase one word PDX bridge at MHCC.edu. dot or they could uh, email me at uh, Deborah D E B O R A H dot S I P E at M H C C dot edu, and I'm happy to send uh, more information, talk to people, or talk to groups, um, or give you a call back and uh, fill out a form, uh, give you a form for students to fill out, or to you to take a look at. So. Okay.
0: I want to make sure, even before you you got into to some of the, the the cool stories and things like that, that folks already have this email. So just you know, we're talking Pdh Bridge, Pdh Bridge at mhcc. If you got questions, if you have some students, refer them. I'd rather you refer too many. I'd rather Deborah call me and say, uh, "Jarvis, you, you, you got too many people you're sending to us. Could you could you tell them to stop sending us people? Uh yeah. I'd rather that, that that be the problem right. than 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 her calling me and telling me, hey, we don't got enough and uh we, we, we need help filling spots. So uh because I know yeah. there's so much need from this that we're we're seeing students that are about to graduate here uh in June, especially from our from our East County high schools and even right. from from MESD and there a lot of them aren't choosing college, especially right now during the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them are worried about, Hey, man, I got to pay rent. I can't tell my, my, my family that, uh, I mean, we, we even have a, a youth advisory council and mm-hmm. uh, we were trying to plan for potentially having some summer things available for them. But that was the, the, the knock was that, Hey, we got students that need to work and they can't spend time doing projects for us if they need to go make some more money. Or we can't send right. them to the coding boot camp over at, at PSU uh because they have to work. They can't spend four weeks in the summer, you know, working on this uh working on this coding boot camp when they, right. they have to work. And so uh we've been trying to to work with our our nonprofit partners and other folks to, to try to find resources for for students so that they can make money and learn. Uh mm-hmm. but seeing this opportunity, I mean, it's just a this is a game changer for a lot of our families uh this would this would be this would be huge and I believe you all uh you know help with help with books and help with those uh tuition stuff but also with the living expenses uh oh. on top of other programs that can help with that too and and making sure they're connected right. with those uh but I will let you talk because I'm just so excited about the program I can just uh That's great. keep talking yeah, which I'm not too. gonna talk I'm gonna let you tell. You know some of those stories about how folks have been impacted,
1: things like. That. Okay, I shall. And um, and before I do, wanted to mention two things. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to your listeners now is we're forming um, a cohort this spring now for the fall, and uh, we have a, a limited amount of slots for that cohort going starting in the fall. So. Um, yeah, I encourage you to, uh, if you know of, this, of a young person who might be interested or um, eligible, uh, please uh, contact me or let them know about the program and I'd love to, to uh, send information out. The other thing is that, uh, we are, uh, at this point also uh, through this program assisting students at Mount Hood who just started last fall. So the program has kind of two prongs to it, uh, the cohort model of students coming out of high school and a GED, and students who started last fall, but uh, because of the pandemic, we couldn't get to them then, but are assisting them now. And uh, so those two groups. But uh, And that's where some of my examples come from uh, right now of students that were helping at the college right now. Um, I've uh, recently been talking uh, just a couple of students in the last couple of weeks who really wanted to go back to school but uh, had given up because they had to go uh, go to work, uh, especially during the pandemic. One young man was within um, three classes of finishing his high school diploma and he had to, to drop out um, so my through my program, I was able to connect them to some resources and provide some resources to uh get them back on track so he can finish up and um In another case i there was a young woman who was doing um fin completing the first couple of terms at Mount Hood, but had lost her housing situation and could not continue in school without some support from this program and so uh, i was able to arrange some support through pdx bridge and also get her some support through another one of the mount hood programs so now she's back up and running so those are examples of uh, students who are in a situation already at mount hood or may be ready to start at Mount Hood who have been helped and can be helped going forward, even without the cohort model.
0: Man, see, this is fantastic. And I I did a presentation for for IPDX 21 about uh, creating a digital village and uh, building off of uh, the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, It takes all of us to be engaged in these students' lives because uh once if any students are listening, hey, feel free to reach out and don't be afraid to say something. And I know culturally right. that's been an issue and it and it was an issue for me growing up uh because mm-hmm. in, in in my culture there were there there's a sense of we don't talk about finances, we don't ask other people for help. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's so many there's so many folks who have needs that because they don't explicitly say something, that uh, they don't get into a lot of these uh, programs that could help them. That's right. And it takes right. it takes a teacher. It takes a community member. Somebody from like uh, I was involved in SEI as a kid. So there's a time when somebody from SEI would say something. Or some of the partners that we have in East County SEI is one. Our our La- Latino Network. Our, uh, our our Hacienda CDC. Our uh, Beyond Black CDC, uh, ERCo, uh, as as one, you know, uh, Boys and Girls Club. You know, it takes folks who are connected in here to say, "Hey, I know this." You know, this, you know that's how people reached out to me with stuff. Hey, I know his mom died. Where's some places oh. we can get this get this kid connected in and stuff? Or hey, I know this. You know, they're they're dealing with a domestic violence issue and they they may be in a shelter, so. They have this part. This kid might be a uh might might be in foster care. So it takes us as community members to make sure we're referring kids to some of these things. And and, and that's what I like about your program is it's uh yes, you you know, of course you want those people who are graduating right now, but uh it targets people from as, as low as sixteen to as high as twenty-four. So there's a there's a range of ages that uh, can can benefit from this work so even if maybe they've had to work the last 2 years uh to help support their family it doesn't mean they can't uh be in this program uh mm-hmm. which right. which I think is is fascinating as well uh, but it does I, take all of us as a community to to, to engage in it.
1: So that's right, go right. right
0: ahead.
1: that's right um and just a couple of points that occurred to me as you're talking one thing that we try to do with this program is um, make one point of contact for that young person so they don't have to talk to four or five or six people at the college and try to figure out um, how they put a, a a plan together or what they are supposed to do um, especially um, when you've had a, a background where there's you know there's there's a lot of um a lot of actors in your in your background it's it it's i'm sure unnerving to try to deal with all the different actors at college so to have um this program stresses having one point of contact um for that person to help kind of be the liaison or the facilitator to to connect them with different things make sure that um, they get the services that they need and have somebody to talk to as they're going along and, and problem solve with as they're going along in their in their college. Um, the other thing I, I wanted to mention is that it's all for this program uh, in particular. It's building relationships with organizations like members of the partnership and high school counselors and um uh, federal organizations and state organizations, all the people that are connecting with youth at, at, in this age group, uh, making sure that they know about this program, which, by the way, is um, not a government program. It's funded through um, large private grants. So um, young people aren't dealing with federal or state regulations when they're in this program. It's a lot more simple than that. So... Wanted to mention those things.
0: Yes, that that definitely. And and what I always try to encourage folks is that try to take the responsibility of all of us to make sure that a lot of these students don't don't fall through the cracks. And That's right. Far too often, folks assume that uh, always always tell them it's the uh, uh, it's the it's the the, the spilled milk analogy when everybody thinks that somebody else is going to wipe it up. So right. it's, oh, I don't have to wipe up that spilled milk because the janitor is going to do that. Or, right. oh, I don't have to wipe up that spilled milk because, you know, the office manager is going to do that. Or, you know, you keep going down the list, and then you realize that everybody thinks somebody else is going to do it, so nobody does it. And mm-hmm. far too often, you know, the school counselors do great work. They have a ton of kids. uh mm-hmm. You know, and they don't always have the the daily interaction with these kids that maybe someone at like a a Boys and Girls Club might have or that a Mesa might have or someone else might have. And so if we only say, hey, if, if, for example, if you were only marketing this to the school counselors, then there's so many other people who are in these students' lives that would not be hearing about this and there'd be less opportunities for them to engage. So if that student, I know for me, when I was in high school, uh, I didn't have the best relationship with my guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my guidance counselor told me I couldn't go to college, you know, let alone a four year. It was like, nah, you can't, you're not gonna be able to do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think you know me, because I'm going, whether you think I'm going or not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I even had that situation even as an undergrad, surprisingly, I had a Counsellor who told me i I wouldn't graduate with a degree in business
1: mhm
0: and uh you know now I have an m b a and uh uh working on a doctorate degree and that kind of stuff, but you know there are so many students who face those challenges uh whether it's uh issues with uh with race and ethnicity or, or issues with their uh with their income status or immigration status or whatever it might be there are those barriers that are there for folks. And the more right. we as a community here in East County can be like, no, no, we have opportunities to plug you in, uh, the, 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 the more the better. So I'm, I'm glad Absolutely. you brought this today, but I'm definitely glad that you're also, uh, you're not talking to just the counselors. You're making sure to reach out to the community and, and other groups and other folks. And uh, I really appreciate that you engage all those partners uh, in this work.
1: I really do. Right. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I one thing that I've been impressed by uh, as I do reach out is how many organizations are out there and doing some really great, great work, um, both internally in my in my college and externally with all these organizations that are out there. Uh, they they want to uh, help. Um, I'm, and like your your listeners do, they want to help young people. They've they've shown that. So it's uh it's mostly about making connections connections between um, the different groups and then to the young people so they can make uh, use of these opportunities that are out there.
0: Yes, and and what I love so much about Mount Hood Community College I always you know brag about it and say it's a it's an economic driver of the region is because no matter what your career goals might be, there's a path for that at college. So uh, if you, if you want to go to a a four year uh, and earn a bachelor's degree, well, one, you have opportunities to earn some of that there at the, at the college uh, because Mm -hmm. there's not only stuff that you can earn through the, through MHCC, uh, but with the partnership with Eastern Oregon, there's bachelor degree opportunities right there on the campus. So you physically uh, can right. have a bachelor's degree without leaving Mount Hood. Uh, mm. But there are opportunities in some of the trades as well, which a lot of people don't realize when we say go to college that uh, there's a lot of, of CTE and, and and trade opportunities where you, you get your certification and credentialing through the college, whether that's with the auto, uh, right. uh, Wow, what is it called the uh, the 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 auto repair program with the oh, with the body cash shop perfect. work? Yeah, right. auto can program is is fantastic. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. there's a, there's a manufacturing one, uh, and there's some some other ones where where you can come out and get your certifications through the college so that you're able to right. be at that 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 journey level uh, in the trades or being able to hire. And I think there's some with the auto program where. Mm-hmm. If you complete that program, you're guaranteed a, a a job in one of the the auto shops in East County.
1: And That's so, right. yeah, uh, we also have some great apprenticeship programs there at the college as well. That's a real growth area.
0: Yes, and so we we of course like that with with STEM fields because uh, you know we we enjoy that. But there's there's multiple paths, so sometimes people get put off when we. And we say, hey, we're, you're pushing college, you're pushing college, you're pushing college. You know, what about the trades and stuff? And people getting student debt and everything. But the great mm-hmm. part about the, your program with uh, with PDX Bridge is that it's people are be able to go through this program uh, necessarily with not necessarily having to take out student debt to be a part of it and are able right. to go through that training, learn how to navigate the the system, have an advocate that's able to speak on their behalf uh, for that as well. Right. But they can actually go through uh the entire process without necessarily having to take out uh any any student loan debt
1: and right. be able
0: to to have one of those uh degrees, our certificates, our apprenticeship programs, uh and be able to have their living expenses paid. And they don't have to there's nothing there that they have to to give up and sacrifice. They can it's a it's not a it's not a yes but it's a yes and. To, to right. all their all their stuff, which I think is is fantastic. Could you talk a little bit to to that piece on 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 kind sure. of the, the career opportunities and student debt and that stuff?
1: Well, um, that in, in terms of uh, a little bit more about career opportunities, uh, we have some at Mount Hood. We have some wonderful uh, programs um, that are are really sought after. Um, there's uh, the dental hygiene program um there's um a lot of programs that have to do with uh, the, the trades um we do have um we i, I would mention also that uh, recently we developed a partnership uh with uh Portland State to um offer for students who are interested in math and science uh who are from underrepresented populations um the, there's a special statewide grant that, uh, encourages students to visit Portland State, um, on field trips and participate in different activities, uh, that are STEM related, including, uh, going to, um, to some of the, um, different steamship <laughs> activity steam, uh, activities. And, um, so there's that, but, uh, but uh, many of the programs that are um, at Mount Hood are one or two year, one year or even less certificate programs. So, and there are several fields that um, are very high demand that don't take a lot of training, and so that would be possible um, going to college. It's not necessarily to go transfer to a four year university. There are many opportunities. Um, at At the college for um, receiving a two year degree or certificate, and that's one of the things I love about community colleges. They they really are much more accessible uh, than four year institutions for um, for uh, in, in introductory classes or for certificates or for two year degrees. Um, the classes are smaller. The instructors are more. Uh, involved with the students on a day to day basis. Um, uh, and so it's, that's one of the reasons I've, uh, stayed with community colleges rather, rather than going to a four year uh, institution to work. Uh, it's very, uh, it's heartening because you really connect with a lot of more people in your uh, community.
0: Oh, most definitely. I remember my first class at Oregon State had 400 students. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was our very first class, nine a.m. On, wow. on a Monday, four hundred students, and I was like, "Wow, this yeah. is a lot of folks," and it was really intimidating. And that summer, I took a, a an accounting course at at Portland Community College, and mm-hmm. there were I think fifteen of us in the class. I was like, right. "It is a yeah. big, it is a big difference because that it's- that that can be intimidating for a lot of folks." And yeah. I know as a as a student of color it was intimidating for me because it was four hundred and I was the only black student in the class. And so it was like, whoa, this is uh yeah. a little different. Um just a it was a big culture shock at first, but it it it, it took a bit and uh you know mm-hmm. I I came out the other end. But we're gonna come back and finish up the last part. I just wanna do one more uh sponsored read here really quickly. Uh, Just to remind everyone that today's episode of the In the Numbers podcast is again brought to you by STEM Week Oregon. STEM Week Oregon is May 8th through May 16th, which is the seventh annual STEM Week, which is a statewide movement to raise awareness, celebrate, and engage in activities involving science, technology, engineering, art, and math. This year, STEM Week Oregon is partnered with Remake Learning Days across America for the first time. Feel free to go to the website, learn about the uh, hosting micro-grants that are available for teachers and community members, as well as a event and daily challenges for students and families that include Making Monday, Take It Apart Tuesday, What Are You Wondering About Wednesday, and more. Use the hashtag STEM. Week O R twenty twenty one on your social media to post all your different activities during STEM Week. And for more information, go to Week. dot sorry, go to stemoregon.org slash stem week twenty twenty-one. That's stemorgan.org slash stem week twenty twenty one. Right. So man, this is this is fantastic. Uh, Dr. Dr. really is. I'm like I said. I'm excited about it. I can't say enough really really cool things about it. And I and I do realize I know some of the folks at uh, at Gateway to College have been helping with this uh, as well. So I wanted to make sure I shot it out. I shout out uh, Gateway to College because they do uh, some some very very good work across the across the state. So I appreciate them.
1: yeah, PDX Bridge is really kind of an outgrowth of uh, Gateway to College. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a, a big contingent of uh, PDX folks at PCC. And, uh, this, uh, PDX Bridge at Mount Hood is, is a kind of an outgrowth of that. Um, when we saw that there were people who needed assistance and could use the assistance in the East County and our service district we um, we wanted to make sure that we provided that. So um, I wanted to mention something <clears throat> that I think is probably important uh, for uh, the lis- listeners to know that the classes that we're going to be offering in the fall, uh, it's very likely they will be offered remotely. So uh, that's going to help, I think, in terms of uh, access for some people, uh, so they won't have to drive someplace to go to a, a class. Uh, and we're also going to uh, offer the classes in uh, later afternoon and probably sequentially. So, for example, the college success class would be offered uh, later in the afternoon, and it will probably follow the writing class, which will be um, – it looks. It looks like we haven't uh, cemented it yet, but it looks like it's going to be at a uh, on a Wednesday at about three o'clock. So once a week, so these classes for the incoming cohort will be set up so they aren't interfering with any classes the students might be finishing at their school. Um, they're dual credit classes, so they carry college credit, and they but they can be uh, taken in the dual credit model, um, and uh, just thought I'd mention that.
0: No, that's that fantastic. Is is, and and I think for folks really, just if if they don't take away anything, but but this is that there are so many options for students in this. There is uh, for 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 any student, uh, especially one who who may be dealing with housing insecurity. Who is 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 looking at um, you know how they're gonna uh, de- develop uh, some additional skills or training or education? There right. is there there's no downside uh, to participating in this program. They have the option of if they're looking at going after a a bachelor's degree, there's a pathway for them through this program. If they're right. looking at a certificate training. Uh, if they're looking at a, some more CTE, or, or some more kind of trade route, uh, apprenticeship route. There's a pathway for them in this as well. So if there's, uh, if, if, if they need to be a flexibility, there's some online class components of it. Uh, if they want to be connected with, uh, more STEM, uh, things, there's some things with Portland State that can connect. But then there's, there's, there, there's really no, to me, it seems like there's no reason not to connect with this if you're eligible for it so uh <laughs> right you know for, yeah. if if you have a student who's who's dealing with with foster care housing security uh even those in juvenile justice because i know that's that's been an issue uh for some uh there's there's an opportunity here and i want to make sure to keep uh putting the uh the email out there so make sure you write this down pdxbridge at macc.edu. dot edu i'll make sure to have it in our uh, description of the podcast so people can see it there as well. Great.
1: But, thanks. Uh,
0: pdhbridge at edu. Make sure you're referring students. Like I said, I'd rather they tell us that they, they, they're running out of slots because too many people are running to the door. So uh, if a student you're working with, first generation, uh, underrepresented, um, uh, uh, You know, immigration status, you know, whatever it might be, uh, juvenile justice, um, connect them with this program.
1: Um, Right, I think I just just add maybe a couple of key words or this this is a transition program and and that it's geared toward helping students, working with students to develop their pathway on to the next thing. So, yeah.
0: And that's interesting that 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 you you know I like that you you, you said that that it is a transition program so it's uh, and that's the thing I I really wished I had some more help with was kind of that transition and mm-hmm. uh, I like how not only is it hey they're just taking classes but you actually have uh, two courses the college success uh, the HD one hundred that mm-hmm. uh, gives them techniques on stu- college and student success, because you do have to learn college. I like guess a learned right. activity, uh, and I appreciate the college writing, uh, which is the other class here, the the writing ninety, uh, right? Because it it what a lot of folks what what happens is a lot of folks if when they do write, you know, people will say, oh, well, this person doesn't know how to write, or they. Their writing skills are this and that. And it's not that they have bad writing skills. It's you have to learn to write for college. And right. even when you're at college, that's one thing I had to learn was I was, a, I was always a business major. So I did a lot of business stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew how to write in a business program. And then when I got over to the program that, that I'm in now, which is a, a social science, I had to learn to write for social science, which was different right. than writing for business. So it's like, oh, well, you don't know how to write. I do know how to write. I don't know how to write for social science and how to write for business. And so it's, it's good because language matters so much and that folks are, are telling some of these kids that, you know, they're not bright enough or they're not smart enough. No, it's just that they don't, they don't know always how to navigate that particular system and framework. And I, and I like that this is a transition program that really helps them, uh, as a part of that. Is telling them, "Hey, you're bright enough. You're smart enough. You deserve this. We're gonna help you navigate the systems that otherwise may be a barrier for you."
1: Absolutely, that's the that's the goal of the program. Yeah, uh, and communication skills. As someone who used to teach communication courses in in uh, community college that is key that's key for your success as a college student to know how to communicate uh, in writing and and orally so um this is, that's one of the reasons this is such an important class and, and as you said you use it in all these different classes
0: yeah, well man i this is great i thank you for for being here is there anything you want to want to leave with people to make sure that they that they know or that they they take from this or
1: uh just uh just to emphasize that uh we we would like to get a cohort together uh, for uh, during this spring term so we can have them up and running uh by fall term and uh we I would love to hear from anyone if they would need more information Again, would like a presentation at a meeting or uh just to talk individually. And also, if you if you have contacts yourself that you think we should uh, be connecting with regarding this program, I'm happy to do that. It's all like I said earlier, it's all about connections and relationships. So um, I really appreciate the chance to to talk about the program um, on your on your podcast here. And thank you. I really do enjoy um, having this conversation.
0: No, thank you for being here. Thank you for the work that you do. Uh, I do have to let you know you, you you you're not able to retire yet. So uh, we we know we know you tried before and and failed. Uh, you're gonna have to keep failing at that uh, because you you can't leave just yet. I just want you to know that. I know you might have some plans or some thoughts, but just just know that uh, uh, we, we we reviewed your case and we're not gonna have to. We're not gonna be able to approve your retirement. Uh, anytime soon. So yeah, uh, well, I'm I'm, to-
1: I'm glad to do this. Yeah, and thank you. Thanks for the support, and thanks for all you do. Appreciate yes, it. Charlie. thank
0: you. Keep up the work. Remember everyone. Uh, first, let's give a big round of applause for, for Dr. Seifert for, for being here. Uh, we didn't get a chance to, to to poke at her a bit about the U of O choice, but uh, for the <laughs> next time she comes on, we'll, we'll we'll have some fun poking at the at the Ducks and and, U of O give her a big round of applause for being here. Thank you for being with us. Again, make sure you are going uh to her email and the program's email. Make sure you're going PDXbridge at MACC org. Again, shout out uh to the folks at uh at um at Pathways to College. They're 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 fantastic. Uh I believe Nick Mathering is still around there. So uh, thank you for, for that work. Thank you for doing this at PDX Bridge. Remember, PDX Bridge at mhcc.edu, pdxbridge at mhcc.edu. And thank you all for joining us for our latest episode, but our first episode as the In the Numbers podcast where we do everything that we can to talk about STEM and STEAM out here in the North. So thank you all. Have a great day and continue to encourage as many young people around STEM and STEAM as possible. Thank you and have a great day.